Praise the Lord. I was thinking on my way here tonight, I thought, Lord, I never again want to take for granted the privilege of gathering together under one roof in the house of the Lord with those that I love. Um, so we're going to just go ahead and get started in our devotion, and we're going to say our declaration. So if you'll stand with me while we do that. Okay. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we're walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We're no longer victims, but we're victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Okay, you can be seated. Um, I do think that the Lord has given me um, a word. It's not a long word, but it's a word. And if we'll heed to the word, it's going to be a powerful word in our life. So it's no secret that fear has swept our nation. Fear has gripped our nation. And if there's one thing that gets me riled up and gets me going, it's that spirit of fear. Because I know what it's like to be bound by the spirit of fear. So it pulls that fight out in me. But let me just tell you that we do not have to be afraid. We don't have to walk in fear. We trust in the Lord and we obey the word of the Lord and we're going to be all right. Um, but tonight I want to talk to you just a little bit about God's timing. And I think most of us are aware that God's timing is nothing like our timing. It's nothing like what we think about time. Um, God operates outside of time. He was, he is, and he is to come. He's always been. He's history, he's present, and he's future. We're confined to the present. God is not. God can redeem lost time. He can redeem lost opportunities. He can reach into the past and bring it into the present. He can reach into the future and warn us in the present. We have memories of the past and we make plans for the future. But God is in the past, he's in the moment, and he's in the future. He's already been in the future. He's already been there. David tells us in Psalms 103 that God already has a book that is written about us. There's a book written about me in heaven. There's a book written about you in heaven. Every day of your life is recorded. David said in Psalms 103, he said, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. 
Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. I'm going to read that last one again. It said, every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Your life story was written and finished before you ever took your first breath. David said, when I was in my mother's womb, you wrote a book about me. All the days of my life are already written in the book. Meaning, when I was just a conceived embryo in my mother's womb, God finished my book. And before I ever took my first breath, it was already pinned on heavenly paper. Even now, God has already been to my last breath. And if I trust him, and if I obey him, then I don't have to be afraid. If I trust him, and if I obey him, then he's going to get me from point A to point B to point C, just exactly how it was written in the book. If God can start my story without my help, then he is faithful to finish my story without my help. I just have to trust him, and I just have to obey. See, you didn't get up this morning, and you didn't tell your heart to beat. You didn't get up this morning and tell your lungs to take in a breath. You didn't get up and tell your brain to function, and you didn't tell your liver to work. God done that for you. And when you really believe that, when you really grasp the meaning of that, then worry and fear has no place and no authority in your life. Because everything that you worry about that's ahead of you and in front of you, God's already been there. So you can trust him for that moment. He has the power to restore what's behind you and to lead you safely to what's in front of you. I want to just give you a quick little scenario. I was watching a a TV show at the house one night, and you know how you click on the information to see what it's about. I noticed that it was... um, an episode from 2019. And so I had watched the show, and it it was a new show to me, so I really don't know a whole lot about it. But anyway, um, so a few days later, I had watched another episode of that same show, and when I clicked on the information, it was like from 2016, something like that, and I was watching the show. And one of the characters in that show was injured. And I kind of liked that character, and I was like, oh, that character's going to die off. But then I reminded myself, no, because that character is in that episode in 2019. And so I thought about that, and I thought, it's the same way. I already know. I know that God has already been there. He has already been in my future. He has already been at my last breath. So it's going to be all right because he's already got it taken care of. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to figure it out. I already know what's going to happen. And I, I might not know the details, but I know that it's going to be a good thing for my life. David said, all my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. So if you're worrying about something, it's too late. It's too late to worry about it. If you're fearful about something and afraid of something, it's too late to worry about it. It's already taken care of. So you and I, we just have to trust the Lord and we just have to follow his lead. It's up to you and I to honor the Lord by following his commands. We have to watch and we have to pray. And those two go together. 
And I know that because Isaiah 62 and 6 says, O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest, all you who pray to the Lord. There's a time for rest and there's a time for action. Jesus said in Matthew 26 to watch and pray. 1 Peter 5 and 8 tells us to be sober and vigilant. That means that to be sober means to be awake. It means to be alert. And the word vigilant means to be watchful. The season that we're in right now, it's no time to sleep and slumber, spiritually speaking. The watchmen stay awake. The watchmen are aware. They know what's going on around them. They, they sound an alarm when something is coming that might be a threat. They, um, they know what's going on around them. They're active in intercessory prayer. The season that we're in right now, and I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about as a whole. I'm talking about worldwide. The season that we're in is no time to unplug from the prayer wall. We've got to stay on the prayer wall. We can't just pray, but we have to watch and pray. It was in Jesus' last days that he constantly told the disciples to be watchful. To be watchful means to be aware of what time it is. See, many of us are aware of what time it is in the natural, but so many of us have no idea what time it is in the spiritual. We got to pray. We got to pray to have a keen, heightened sense of the hour that we're in so that we know how to pray effectively. It's our responsibility as men and women of God to be responsible watchmen, to be good watchmen. We can't look back to former seasons and mourn over what was, but instead we got to look to God. And look to what he wants to do in the now season. We can't look back two to three, four months ago behind and want to go back to what was. The Lord is doing a new thing. He wants to do a new thing. And we've got to make up our minds that we're going to go through this season, season not weeping over what was, but worshiping in the now and what God is going to do. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 2 and 3, he said, You know the saying, red sky at night means fair weather tomorrow. Red sky in the morning means foul weather all day. You know how to interpret the weather signs in the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the signs of the times. Jesus would not have us be ignorant of the times that we're living in. He would not have us be unaware of what's going on around us, spiritually speaking. It's up to us to be aware of what's happening and what's taking place. And if you're wondering what this board is doing up here, I'm going to attempt to draw you a small demonstration. A few weeks ago... I was intercessory prayer at home, and uh, the Lord was speaking some things to me. And one of the things that he said to me, he said, a shift has taken place. And the Lord has confirmed that to me a few different ways. And he said, write it down. And I wrote it down. And usually when the Lord speaks something to me, I, I think I know exactly what it means. Most of the time I don't at the time. It comes in spurts and waves, or sometimes I just have to wait it out. So I didn't really fully understand, but we're going to talk about what that means tonight 
and we're going to talk about the shift in God's timing. There's two kinds of timing that I want to talk to you about. The first time that I want to explain to you is chronos time. Chronos time It's a horizontal line, and it goes like this. You probably can't read that because my hand's shaking a little bit. This is a Kronos timeline. It's earthly time. It's natural time. It's a linear time, and it moves from beginning to end. This is the timeline that we walk out in our lives. This is, um, it's our daily walk with the Lord. Chronos time is measured by the clock. It's measured in hours. It's measured in minutes. It's measured in schedules and calendars. This is our life line. The second time that I want to show you is Kairos time. Kairos time intersects with our chronos time. Kairos time is a divine scheduled interruption from heaven that happens on earth and it has eternal value. It has eternal significance. It's a moment when heaven invades our chronos time. Kairos time intersects with chronos time. This is where you need to pay attention. And, and this is what we're, this is the moment that we're talking about right here. That's the intersection. That is a divine moment, a divine time sent from heaven. Kairos time, the up and down, is a kingdom moment. Kairos time will affect you for eternity. What happens in that moment has eternal impact. What happens in that moment is never going away. It has mighty, powerful significance in eternity. These moments always have eternal value. They're intersections that you cannot afford to ignore. Chronos time should always bow. Sorry, Kairos time. Kairos time should always bow to your Chronos time, okay? And you might be thinking, what does that have to do with me? Why is this important? Because some of us are missing our kingdom moments because we will not allow our chronos time to bow to our kairos time. Some of us never miss a beat on our chronos time, but we miss heaven's intersections. Some of us will never miss a ball game. Some of us will never miss a doctor's appointment. Some of us will never miss a road trip, but we often miss heaven's appointments. We often miss heaven's agenda. We often miss heaven's time. 
When you miss your Kairos moment, you miss more than an appointment on the calendar. You miss moments of eternal value. And every single one of us, every single one of us right now are in the middle of a Kairos moment. Why do I say that? I'm going to tell you why I say that. These are epic or epoch moments, okay? Now this is, you're in an epoch moment. You might not know it, but you're going to know it before you leave here tonight. We're in an epoch moment. What is an epoch moment? An epoch is an event or a time marked by an event that begins a new period or a new development. It's an extended period of time usually characterized by a distinctive development or by a memorable series of events. And I'm saying that slow because I want you to get it. I want, you to, I want it to sink in. An epoch moment or an epic moment is an instant of time or a date selected as a point of reference. When you engage in the Kairos moments or the epoch season, and when you honor them, and when you align with God's agenda, we can gain more than our Kronos lifetime can ever produce. It's advancement in the kingdom at the speed of God and not the speed of man. God does not want us to be ignorant of these times. He wants us to be aware that we are in a Kairos moment. We are in an epoch season. Jesus is preparing his bride. And if we will get on board with what he's doing, then the harvest of the kingdom will excel at God's speed. Some other examples of epoch seasons, just to give you a little bit of an understanding of what I'm trying to say. Many of you know Doug Small. He has been to our church before and he has spoken. He is the founder of an organization called Project Pray. He offers training. He offers schools of prayer and coaching in the area of prayer ministries. March of 2018, he wrote and published a paper titled An Apostolic Epoch or an Apostolic Epic. In this paper, he describes a series of shifts. Remember, the Lord spoke to me and said, there has been a shift. In his paper, he said that every 500 years, there is a seismic shift in the direction of the church. What is seismic? I didn't know what seismic meant. Seismic is of or relating to an earth vibration caused by something else. An earth vibration caused by something else. That means an earth vibration, a shaking that was caused by something other than the earth. Okay? This right here, this is your Kronos time. This is your Kairos time. This is your Kairos moment. This is our epoch season. That's where we are. We cannot ignore that. To ignore that would have an eternal impact. 
Seismic also means having a strong or widespread impact. And it says beside it in all capital letters, earth shaking. We cannot deny that we are experiencing right now a strong, widespread impact. We're not talking about the United States of America. We're talking about a global event. The last shift prior to today was October the 31st in the year of 1517. It marked the beginning of the Protestant Reformation. Prior to that, in July, the year of 1054 marked major shifts in the Roman Catholics and Eastern Greek Russian Orthodox. You go back 500 years before that and you find the collapse of the Roman Empire. The transition was gradual, but for the first time, Christians could openly identify with Christ and worship without fear of persecution. That is huge. Churches multiplied. Prior to that, remember, every 500 years, more or less, prior to that was the greatest epoch of all time began the mission and the ministry of Jesus Christ. It marked his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension to the Father, his enthronement in heaven, and the descension of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The world was turned upside down. Hmm. The world right now is turned upside down. In my eyes, the world has done a complete, it's turned upside down. These are moments in time that have eternal impact. Prior to that, the birth or the death and resurrection of Jesus that we just described, prior to that, we land in the time of the Davidic kingdom and the reign of Solomon and the dedication of the first temple. You can go on and on to creation, okay? But I think you get the point. These are significant moments of breaking away. They're turning points. They are refocus kingdom purposes. They are points of turning. Now I'm getting excited. They're points of turning. Do you get this? Do you get where we're going with this? It's a point of turning. What does that have to do with us right now? Again, we're in an epoch season. Hmm. Our reaction in an epoch season or an epoch moment will reveal if we've been watching and praying. I'm reminded of a uh, pastor's message on Sunday. He was saying so many things that I'm sitting here thinking, Lord, I don't even know if I need to do devotion Wednesday because he's saying some things that I'm going to say. But I'm reminded of him shaking the Pepsi bottle. And I know what we were all thinking, he's going to take that lid off. And I thought, Lord, if he takes that lid off, we're going to have an explosion, and it's going to be a mess, and it's going to take forever to clean it up. Who else thought that? I know I'm not the only one. Let me tell you something. Sometimes there is an explosion that causes a mess that needs a whole lot of cleanup, but that's all right. It's not too much for the Lord to clean up. It's doable. So if we find ourselves in the midst of a big mess, it's going to be okay. We don't live in fear. It's all right. We already know what the future holds for us, right? Okay. Things might get a little bit messy. 
And we might have some cleanup to have to go through, but it's okay. If we watch and if we pray, if we trust and if we obey, watch and pray, trust and obey, then we're going to see some incredible things in our lifetime. We're going to see some incredible things in our lifetime that the people before us 100, 200, 300 years ago have never seen. And if the Lord tarries, might not see for another many, many years until the next epoch season. We're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. And you say, Rhonda, are you prophesying that? If that's how you want to take it, that's how you can take it. But I'm telling you, we're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. We're going to see a harvest excel at God's speed like our minds cannot even imagine. We're going to see an explosion, and we're going to be reminded of that bottle of Pepsi that everybody was afraid was going to take off out of here. We're going to remember that. Listen, I don't claim to know everything that God is doing right now. But I'm going to tell you, I know that what he's doing, it's big. I know that what he's doing, it's going to blow our minds. And I know that what he's doing is bigger than a coronavirus. Corona has to bow before God. Corona has to bow at the feet of Jesus. And I will not speak the name of COVID-19 more than I speak the name of Jesus. I'm not going to give it more attention than I give to Jesus. Hmm. I can tell you that what he's doing, it's earth shaking, it's earth moving, it's church expanding, kingdom coming is about to happen. A seismic shift is taking place. I'm not scared and I'm not afraid, but I told a friend the other day, I said, I don't know what he's doing, but I know it's so big, it scares me. And when I say that, I say that out of fear of the Lord, not fear of anything else or anyone else. But it's the fear of the Lord because I know, I know, I know, I know. You can advance more in one Kairos encounter than you can in your Kronos lifetime. And if we'll obey the Lord, he will advance the kingdom of heaven in us and around us. So I'm going to ask you and I'm going to challenge you and pose a question to you tonight. Will you be one to get in alignment with the Lord and be a part of what he's doing? Because listen, it's no mistake that you're here. It's no mistake that you were born on your birthday. It's no mistake. You were born for a time such as this. You were born to be a part of what God is doing in the earth today. It matters whether or not you get into alignment with what God's doing. Moses mattered to the Lord. David mattered to the Lord. Abraham mattered to the Lord. They all made a difference in what the Lord was doing in their time. It was because of one sin, or it was because of the sin of one man, Adam, that sin entered the world. But it was because of the obedience of one man, Jesus, that you and I are redeemed today. And we can walk in freedom without chains and binds around us today and living in sin. Because of one man, Moses, an entire nation was freed from 4,000 years of slavery. Because of one man, Adam, an entire nation was born. And because of his obedience, all the nations have been blessed. Because of one man, Gideon, 
An entire nation was freed from the Amalekites. An army of 300 defeated an army of many. We cannot underestimate the power of one. So do you have the faith and the willingness and the yieldingness to believe that you're that one? Will you partner with the Lord? He's looking for partners. Will you partner with the Lord and align with him in this epoch season? Your response to what's happening right now matters to the kingdom. You hold keys to the kingdom. These are people, people that I just named. They're people who changed the history of the world, but there's more history to be made. There's a spiritual warfare that's taken place for the heart of this nation. God's doing a new thing in the earth, and I want to be a part of it. A shift has taken place. A shift, and I want you to think about this, the sh a shift in the very core of the earth. And what happens in the core of the earth affects every continent of the earth. There are seven continents of the earth, and on those continents are nations within Nations within the continent. So tonight, we're going to come into agreement, come into agreement in specific targeted prayers for the health of the nations of the earth. Because what's happening here is about nations. It's about people all over the world coming to know Christ in preparation for Jesus coming after his bride. It's happening. It's going to happen. Jesus is coming after his bride. So, if one can put 1,000 to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight, then imagine what can happen in the heavenlies when all of us agree and declare a thing in unity. So, we're going to do prayer a little bit different tonight, and that's okay because God's doing a new thing, so it's okay. So, I'm going to ask you, you're not going to come up here. I'm going to ask you. On the screen are seven continents of the earth. And I've put out some nations beside a few of those continents because they're well known. And they're being talked about in the world today. So I'm going to ask you, and I don't need everybody to stand, but if the Lord has placed a burden on your heart for China or Israel, I want you to stand. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. If the Lord has given you a burden for Africa, I want you to stand. Praise God. If the Lord has burdened you for Antarctica, I want you to stand. Antarctica is the only continent that does not have nations. It is its own entity. Unless the Lord has given you a burden for another country or another nation, I need three people to stand for Antarctica. Thank you. If you have a burden for Russia, I want you to stand. Russia is within Europe. If the Lord has not specifically given you a burden for any specific nation, I need three people to stand for Europe. Thank you. Venezuela. 
Venezuela is under great attack. If the Lord has burdened you for Venezuela, I want you to stand. It is on the continent of South America. I need three people to stand. Please. Okay. We are all burdened for the United States. We're not going to pray for that just yet. We're going to pray for that as one, as a whole. The rest of you, go ahead and stand, please.